0: stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up, rise up.
1: and welcome once again to the Midnight Ride. My name is David Carrico and it is my great honor once again to welcome each and every one of you into the Puritan barn for the Midnight Ride with my co-host and friend, my tinfoil clad friend, John Pounders. Tonight, Conspiracy Corner, Flat Earth. And let's get real for just a moment. I have the things that People are telling you about the shape of the earth and biblical cosmology make about as much sense to you as Joe Biden at a spelling bee. Well, let me tell you what. We're going to be confusing the issue with a few F-A-C-T-S. And I tell you what, the truth is going to be coming to you tonight faster than joe biden can spell vladimir putin so get ready the fun starts right now because we are now
2: live 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 what's up you guys grab your tinfoil cowboy hats and saddle up because we're about to go tonight man i'm excited tell us where you guys are from in the chat we also have a poll in the chat 560 people have voted so far Get your vote in. And if it changes by the end of the show, change it during the show. Because, look, tonight we're going to just look at this thing uh, from the perspective of um, truth, trying to get the truth out of this stuff. So we've talked about this subject before, but I think now is such a good time to really just kind of repose this stuff. Because as we look on the Internet, a lot of the stuff that we've documented in uh, a documentary that we've done has been scrubbed from the internet. You can't really find it anymore. It's really hard to find. So we're excited about that. David, how are you doing, man? I'm just fantastic. We've just been awesomely blessed.
1: Uh, the, the work of the kingdom has just been fantastically blessed. So that's what it's all about. And I'm excited about this show tonight. This is one of my favorite topics for one reason and the primary one that this is the truth of what scripture teaches. And I am convinced that when a person really just studies the scripture, that's what you're going to come out with. And for another reason, I believe this is one of the huge conspiratorial lies that we're being told that has a huge role to play in this end times deception. So I am very thankful that uh, we're going to be able to present this topic before our Midnight Ride audience once again.
2: I think so too, man. I'm excited about it. This is this is literally the biggest conspiracy that there is in, in my opinion it's the biggest conspiracy people often ask why does it matter well i think everything every bit of truth that we can grasp onto in this world matters in my opinion and there's a lot of reason i think it matters to whether or not uh we've been lied to or not and we'll talk more about it as the show goes on but uh, before we get started i just want to give a huge shout out to joshua watts leather uh, one of our sponsors he's been a sponsor for a very long time has done a lot of work for you guys out there a lot of work for us And just really, really quality stuff. One of the best, if not the best, leather uh, workers in the world. And we're appreciative to have him on the team. Also, we want to give you the opportunity to check out NYSTV.org. You can use the coupon code RIDER for your first month free. You can check it out. If you don't like it after the first month, you're free to cancel. But check it out. Uh, One of the documentaries that we're going to feature tonight is actually on there, along with Book of Enoch video commentary that – uh david's leading us through we just uh rich recorded a new one yesterday and we're going to be posting that tomorrow on the website so make sure to check that out and also sugar and spice soap company uh if you're tired of wondering if you're rubbing dangerous chemicals on your body this is the option for you guys actually one of the things that they have there is a midnight ride soap which is pretty awesome and uh their new beard oil which i'm wearing tonight it's called it's called beard oil and it's pretty awesome it's clever title clever title yeah and they they actually have a coupon for you guys as well called beard bros it's b-e-a-r-d-b-r-o-s and it's for 48 hours and you get a certain percentage off your order there if you go get the beard oil there so with that being said david uh you got anything else before we get started let's rock it let's ride Let's rock it, let's ride. So what we're going to do tonight, guys, this is a topic that um, can cause a lot of division with people because there's the reason is because it's one of those things that since we were young children, I believe, we've been kind of taught this idea about the earth. We've been taught it in every classroom you have a globe. Um, and you've been conditioned to believe that anybody that believes contrary To what that is is stupid and because they have so many facts and so much evidence and all these different things of that going on So tonight we're going to examine this stuff. We're going to examine the evidence that they have We're going to examine the biblical aspects of it and we're going to go through all of that So we're saving the best for last and I hope you guys stick around and stay tuned if this is something that you just can't believe I I just challenge you to listen tonight challenge you to take it in and see what we had to say because look There's so many things uh, just like this topic that I've been hard nosed against, like, you know, when the idea of of this was even uh, brought forth to me, I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. And I couldn't believe that uh, some people that I knew were stupid enough to believe it, you know, and it's one of those things that just grips you differently because you've been taught it your whole life. So tonight, hopefully we can all at least stand on the common ground that Yeshua is king and that the word is true. And if we can agree with that, then I think we can go forth in this topic without it being divisive and without it being something that just burdens you down to hear. because this is, this is interesting stuff. So we're going to start with a video and I want to want you guys to check this out and then we're going to go from there. So the the context behind this video, when um, myself, David, and a lot of the people that we were around at the time were into this thing it was super popular online you could find search after search about interesting videos that just talked about the globe one one of the main videos that ever first started was one by Mark Sargent Um, and I can't remember what the name of the video was I think it was like 10 reasons the earth is flat and that video went viral and and like more and more people started seeing this stuff and then people started examining it biblically And uh, we're going to just show a little bit about the censorship that kind of took place with this topic and why you're probably not able to find any good information on the topic today. In fact, if it wasn't for this documentation that we have, a lot of the evidence that I would bring forth to you guys right now would not be able to be found. So thankfully, uh, we were able to document most of this stuff, go to the conferences um, and just kind of check out everything that was going on and kind of just intimately get to know most of the people involved in this. And so here we're going to check this out and we'll be
0: right back. Controversial theories of all
3: time.
1: And I went on a podcast and you said
0: the I'm gonna Earth I'm going to start this over, guys. I forgot flat. to hit the audio. But you, you po-
3: go.
4: You oh, went yeah. on a podcast and you said the yeah. Earth, you believe the Earth was flat. But and it is flat. on that podcast,
5: flat. I was just really like,
6: man, what's going on within our world? And just a whole bunch of truth and conspiracy. I was just like, whoa, this is too much for me. And then I come out and say that. And then,
0: whoo. I know. Flat Earth, one
6: of the most controversial theories of all time. And I'm going to be honest, I've never even looked into it because there's such a stigma around it. We're going to talk about the flat earthers. What is a flat
4: earth society, by the way? People believe the earth is flat. Still? Yeah. Yeah. That was a joke about the world being flat, right?
3: Was it? (laughs) B.O.B. B.O.B. Rapper B.O.B. blowing up Twitter with his theories on the actual shape of the earth.
5: Rapper
0: B.O.B., perhaps you know him for hits like airplanes and nothing on you. He firmly believes that the earth is flat. He is on a Twitter mission to prove it, and he says he has photographic evidence and that we've been fooled all this time.
3: I'm going to have to do something I rarely do. I got to hit the science panic button. Science emergency defense program initiated.
4: All right, listen, B.O.B., once and for all. they, They got at you about the flat earth thing.
3: Bison is always eye level. Once you go flat, you never go back. Where is the curve? I'd like to thank everybody who donated to Appreciate It.
2: However, I made a few alterations to the campaign by raising the original amount from 200,000 to a million. It may be the beginning of the end
4: of our informed democracy. (laughs) Of course, in a free society, you can and should think whatever you want. And if you want to think the world is flat, go right ahead. But I love having
1: discussions because they always say that we don't have no proof the Earth is round. I'm like, well, y'all don't really have proof the Earth is flat. Is this an opinion, really?
2: Well, you know, it's true, and and also, you know, the the first civilization to introduce the globe Earth was the Roman Empire.
4: Being wrong becomes being harmful to the health, the wealth, and the security of our citizenry.
2: I'm, I'm the type of person, man. I just I question everything, man. You know, I I grew up learning the same curriculum. That everybody learn. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I take, a, I take a second look.
4: Is the Earth flat or round? It's round. Okay, now let's see. How do we go about proving that? If you'd like, look at pictures from space where you see the Earth as a sphere. Those pictures are
6: not fake.
3: All the pictures that they take of the Earth are composite images, so no images that we see are actually ever a camera from real far away looking at the Earth. Wait, what? They're all composite images because they can't just get it all in one shot. So they have to go around the Earth and take a bunch of pictures and then they piece it together. International Space Station residents only see about 3% of Earth's surface at any one time. If you zoom in on them, there's cloud formations that repeat several times, which how could that ever really happen? They're just copying and pasting things. There's a small problem with it because there's a very slight gap in between each orbit. It is photoshopped, but it's it's has to be. If Earth isn't flat, then how come our shoes are like this, and not like this? I'm just playing around guys, we're just having fun here. Laughing at flat eartheners, how original, how clever. Take takes such bravery to be such contrarian in today's society.
4: It was in the 16th century that the Earth was shown to be a ball. Uh, but it was known to be a ball by a lot of other people before, uh, Copernicus in the Western world.
3: For centuries, a flat earth was accepted as certainty until science and sailboats said otherwise. Then all of a sudden, when you started looking up on Google and YouTube about the flat earth, where six months ago, a year ago, it was all pretty cool videos that gave you reasons to believe maybe this is a possibility. But now when you Google it, it's all. Sketches about how stupid it is or like people are so dumb and I can't believe people believe this So it's almost how do you stop information from spreading? You discredit all of it by flooding the information highways with the debunking stuff or you're crazy if you believe this The government actually has a website called the Flat Earth Society just to spread bad information Why would the government put out information to debunk something that's clearly insane? You know because right when you google it if all you see is you're crazy if you believe this Why would you want to look further into that? So, it doesn't ever let you get to the point of the theory that really has value. So, this is
2: that video kind of just explains a little bit about what we're talking about. I mean, literally 2018, 2017, you could find so much information, even NASA documents, et cetera, and they completely just shut it down. And you see from some of these videos, you have people like PewDiePie, which is the biggest YouTuber, I think, in history, uh, completely trying to make fun of it at the 2019 flat earth conference that i attended logan paul was there and um he went there with the uh, pretending that he was really interested in the flat earth and and uh even though we tried to you know warn i guess the person that was putting on the conference um that he was probably going to make a joke out of it uh he still was allowed to kind of go around and do that and he did make a big joke about it kind of just completely um Bashed everything to do with it, and you saw people like Bill Nye, people, all these different people that were insanely popular, doing everything they could to discredit uh, the idea that the Earth could be flat, because they knew it was coming in such a wave that was intense. I was on a uh, chat one day, and there was twenty thousand people in the chat. The person chatting, and this had nothing to do with any flat Earth or anything. He asked how many people believe the world is flat out of twenty thousand people. 80% believed that the world was flat in that chat there's and they even did polls in colleges and a large majority of the kids in colleges believed that the earth is possibly flat so there was a huge move at one time that literally millions of people uh, took hold to but you're not gonna find that anymore right now and it's pretty interesting the way that they've been able to censor we've seen it a lot more in this year, year before 2020, the censorship that they've been going on, but I think that the censorship that they've been doing has actually been given a leg, uh, for this stuff to stand on. There was actually a poll at the height of the flat
1: flat earth surge, and this was done on a national news network that said 20% of Americans believed in earth. Now that's a huge figure. Yeah. What would it be now if people would have the true facts to look at? And I bet that's a higher figure than among professed Christians. What would the percentage be of people that had all the facts to look at and of the Christians that would really study the scriptures? There could be a real movement for truth on this issue if yeah. this information was not suppressed. And not only does the the social media suppress it, but the church is it.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 there's a hatred really kind of the idea behind it because like, even, even though tonight we're going at this from a perspective of just trying to look at it, you know, with open eyes, which, you know, me and you already believe that the earth is flat based on biblical aspects of it, but we're trying to go at this from a perspective of, you know the idea that this is a conspiracy because it is a conspiracy and maybe not a theory anymore but a conspiracy nonetheless and the way that they've been hiding this conspiracy is is just mind-blowing to me and in the way that the christians and, and a lot of people that are supposedly um you know questioning science narrative are completely um going against everything about this it just it makes you wonder like what is there that holds people to this and we'll, we'll probably figure out more as long as we get going but um, Did you have anything you wanted to add about the censorship aspect of it before we move on? Well, and, you know, in my mind,
1: I think about what drives this. If there is a big move to censor censor these facts and this truth, what drives it? And there's a, a, a book I just started reading today, Confusion in the Cosmos by Miguel Stefano, And there's a couple quotes in here that I might share from Neil deGrasse Tyson and he says Neil deGrasse Tyson said the more I look at the universe the more I'm convinced there is no God. Mm. He says God is an ever receding pocket of scientific ignorance. Now could the real drive behind this be hatred for the creator God and his word, is the same thing driving this misinformation that is driving the suppression of the teaching of biblical creation against evolution. I think it's the very same thing. And when you look at the people that are on the forefront of suppressing this, they hate God and uh, they don't like, that they're just God haters.
2: Mm. I mean that's that's exactly what it is. And people always ask, what's the motive? What's the mo- why would they lie to us about this? And you hit on it right there. Yeah, because they're trying to hide God, hide his his creation and what he's done in this world. And people will say, well, I believe whether or not this this is this or this is that. but that quote you just quoted, there's the globe is a reason a lot of people don't believe. this idea that we have something hurling through space at thousands of miles an hour. Um, spinning throughout and just everything's expanding we don't know how big the universe is all these different things lead us to believe that we are just the speck that really in the whole scheme of things is doesn't matter because if you can believe that the world is just you know the universe is just ever expanding non-stop creating new life which is what evolution teaches us just constantly things are popping up then you know really who are we in this whole thing right there's there's that's the way it can really uh, cause people to believe and in fact because of this uh, the idea of flat earth i have seen a lot of people that were atheists formerly atheists come away from atheism towards belief in the bible because of the way the bible explains it and which we'll get into at some point tonight so all right with that being said we're gonna watch this next video this is about nasa's moon landing because uh, in this video, Mark Sargent, when we interviewed him in uh, Northern Indiana, we talked. I talked to we talked to him, and he said this in the video you're getting ready to see. But he said that you know, don't even talk to somebody about flat Earth if they see how they feel about the moon landing first. And and I think that's really important. So we're going to look at the moon landing. Uh, most people, I would say nowadays, that have seen the technology that we have and that have the skeptical eye. Probably don't believe in the moon landing, but there are still people that do believe that the moon landing was legitimate. And uh, so you guys be the judge. We're going to look at this tonight and, and just kind of see this perspective. To me, it looks the fakest thing I've ever seen in my life, you know? And everything that they do to explain it is just so fake. But um, let's watch this and we'll talk about it.
6: Don't even bring up Flat Earth to somebody until you check out how they are with the, the space program. So, let's start with the Apollo program. Could NASA have faked the moon landing? What are some of the inconsistencies in the narrative that would lead people to disbelief? Apollo. Um, In fact, it's it's a litmus test for us. The moon landing is one of the most propagandized achievements of any nation. I mean, we just passed the 50th anniversary of the program. However, there are some interesting points of skepticism I have come to as I investigated the topic. Even if you believe we went to the moon, you must agree that if any deceptive practices can be found within the Apollo program, or any programs for that matter, then NASA is not trustworthy. Let's start with Apollo 7. As I was reviewing official footage of the mission, I noticed something I had not heard anyone speak on before the view of the Earth is incredibly curved. Conspicuously curved. The supposed orbiting height was 140 to 183 miles above Earth. The ISS allegedly orbits at 254 miles up. Let's compare the footage. Things that make you go, hmm, one point towards NASA being a bit deceptive. Let's move on to what the astronauts saw in space because there seems to be some disagreement between them. When you looked up at the
1: sky, could you actually see the stars and the solar corona in spite of the glare?
5: We were never able to see stars from the lunar surface or on the daylight side of the moon.
6: Are stars visible in space? The Apollo astronauts didn't see any.
5: Uh, I don't recall during the period of time that we were photographing the solar corona what stars we could see.
0: I don't remember seeing any.
6: Just look at how Neil Armstrong reacts to Michael Collins when he, out of hand, answers the question about stars.
0: I don't remember seeing
6: any. The entire duration of the moon landing. He was in the spacecraft above, but he doesn't remember seeing any any stars.
0: I don't remember seeing any.
6: But those on the ISS somehow did. From Mark Cameron, this is from Mark Cameron.
1: Whilst in space, have you ever looked away from Earth into the black void?
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, because yeah, you time. can see yeah, yeah you can see the stars. Oh yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, and uh, pretty much all the
5: time you can see yeah, the stars. Yeah. The sky is uh, a deep black uh, when viewed from the Moon, as it is when viewed from uh, cislunar space, the space between the Earth and the Moon. The uh, the Earth is the only visible object other than the sun that can be seen. Space, and you're on the sun's side of the orbit. Uh, the sunlight washes out all the starlight, so
3: you can't see any stars, just like here on Earth. There were none filmed in the spacewalks,
6: yet we are told by others they are very much visible even in the light of the sun.
2: There's all the there's all the stars there, and the cool thing is about it, you can see it during the day.
3: Yeah, you can, and there's more than stars. You can see planets, you can right. see moons.
2: You, you see the ga-
4: the gas uh, Magellan clouds of yeah, the Milky Way yeah, you see galaxy. The Magellan. Pretty much all the
3: time, you can see yeah, the stars. Yeah. Then when you look out into deep space away from the sun, it's the darkest black you can imagine. Which is it? Hmm. They supposedly
6: transmitted a live signal to the president of the USA, through the ionosphere, the Van Allen radiation belt, 240,000 miles of vacuum, to a planet spinning at 1,000 miles per hour. And the signal was somehow clear and undelayed from the moon in
1: 1969. I'm talking to you by telephone from the Oval Room at the White House. And this certainly has to be the most historic telephone call ever made from the White House. Thank you, Mr. President.
4: It's a great honor and privilege for us to be here representing not only the United States,
1: but and of peace of all nations. And thank you very much, and I look forward, all of us look forward, to seeing you on the Hornet on Thursday.
6: That must have been some pretty impressive technology, and yet we still have issues getting phone reception today. What kind of energy would it take to broadcast a signal that distance? What kind of power did they have on the lunar lander? They must be holding out on us. Hmm. The telemetry data and even the original recordings
2: were then destroyed because of budget issues. I haven't uh, seen anything that indicates the telemetry data is even in existence. And as I said, even
1: if we had it, we don't have the machines to play it back.
0: Unfortunately, I'm afraid I can't really give you much of a clue as to, as to where this data ended up and whether it, it still exists or not. Though just
6: in time for the 50th anniversary, a man seems to have found recordings from the Houston
0: broadcast. For 218 bucks, he bought a bunch of surplus government videotapes and made a discovery of his own, billed as the only surviving
6: first generation recording of the moonwalk. This is the footage on those tapes. These are the clearest yet released of the moon landings. However, there's a lot of information that was apparently destroyed of the greatest monumental feat of mankind, according to NASA. How convenient that someone found some slightly clearer footage. However, let's talk about the actual recordings on the moon. I'm going to throw out these points in rapid fire because they have been covered by many documentaries exposing the Apollo programs, but this list should help you understand what intrigued so many Flat Earthers. The lunar lander left no crater after touchdown. A pristine environment after thousands of pounds of thrust was used to set the lander on the surface, except... For the boots of the astronauts, who very easily disturbed the moon's surface. Hmm. When the footage is sped up, the astronauts look as if they're in normal gravity. Hmm. Look at this astronaut in official footage of a spacewalk. He turns his head in space. Turns his head in a rigid space helmet. It looks like stop motion. Hmm. Shadows are cast in multiple directions in several photographs which suggests multiple light sources. Hmm. Crosshairs on official photographs lie behind the subjects, suggesting photo manipulation. Hmm. The famous picture of Earth from the lunar surface, when brought into photo editing software, reveals a box around the planet, almost as if it was pasted into the image. Hmm. The moon rock given to Holland by Neil Armstrong is a fake and was confirmed to be petrified wood. Now, why would they try to pull a quick one like that? Hmm. Neil Armstrong was recorded purposely faking the curvature of the Earth using a window in the spacecraft by filming from the back of the module through a circular window and blocking out interior light, the dark of space wrapped around being simulated.
0: Very good. Well, we shut out
3: the sun coming in some of the other windows under the spacecraft, so uh, it's looking through a uh, the, uh, number one window, and there isn't any uh, reflected light. And we only have one uh, window that uh, has a view of the Earth, and it's filled up with a TV camera.
6: Why was this necessary? Could they have simply been in the high upper atmosphere? Hmm. Faking the footage could have been justified because of the arms race between the United States and Russia, but also the enormous amount of tax money that is continually poured into the space program. They were spending roughly $58 million a day, according to inflation, since 1969. The technology they used to get to the moon is destroyed and they cannot replicate it. Which is why we have not been back to the moon since 1972.
1: I'd go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, The problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology and it's a painful process to build it back again.
6: Hmm. No other country has performed a manned mission to the lunar surface. And in nearly 50 years, we never thought to set up a camera pointed from the moon to the earth. Like the ISS footage we can watch on YouTube live. If it's real, that is. Which would have been cool. Hmm. That's one small step for
4: man. One giant leap for mankind.
0: Why has
5: nobody been to the moon in such a long time? That's not an eight-year-old's question. (laughs) That's my question. I want to know, but I think I know. Because we
3: didn't go there. We didn't go there. We didn't go there. And that's the way it happened. No. This is a secret I've been keeping for almost
1: half a century. On July twentieth, 1969, Neil Armstrong and I pulled off humanity's first extraterrestrial break.
3: Why don't you just put the end to the record and the argument and put your hand on the Bible, swear to God you walked on the moon. Mr. Yeah.
4: Cabral, knowing you, that's probably a fake Bible.
5: Well, you're talking to the wrong guy. Why don't you there? talk to the administrator we're, we're in NASA? We're passengers. We're we're guys going on a flight. I don't
1: hit people, but you're going to be on the deck unless you get
0: well, to I'm the now. I I and Get the
1: hell out of my house. Well, I take your stuff and get the. <laughs> why don't you quote me and say it's bullshit? When the and the shadows interrupt. I don't give a I don't give a damn about all that shit. Like
3: you're the one who said you walked on the moon when you didn't calling the kettle black if ever thought of it saying i you misrepresented get it myself get away from me you're a coward and a liar and a thief
5: you want me to knock you in the head?
4: well i want you to i want you to swear get to god on the, the bible that you walked on the, the moon. moon
5: okay if you
4: walked on the moon, we're given the opportunity to swear to God that you walked on the moon.
5: I'm going to give you the opportunity to get the hell knocked out of you if so you don't leave me alone.
2: So, yeah, I mean, when you look at a lot of this stuff, and this isn't even everything, David. There's way more uh, for just for the moon landing. I mean, there's a, there's a guy that wrote a book called uh, Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, I think is what it was called just a bunch of stuff that just doesn't add up but this is this is what we're working with here now back then I can understand people believed it it's like oh you know we made it there but now when we know what technology was back then we know where technology is now and we have the tools to kind of discern uh, this stuff by looking at pictures better looking at stuff closer um, it it is hard to believe that we went to the moon what do you think David well back in 1969 we didn't question the science. Yeah. We
1: trusted we had that trust in the scientific establishment that has since eroded just a little bit,
2: yeah, well, you know that like when when you really think about the erosion of the the deceptions, you know i I think that you know when you see buzz buzz kind of making those comments out, I think but looking at the footage original footage of them talking after it, he didn't say anything the whole time. he was just very quiet looked like he wanted to tell the truth didn't and i think this is his way of like kind of just getting the getting it out there you know at least and that's my opinion i don't know for sure if that's what's going on but i i can tell by the looks of their faces when they were sitting on that platform uh because you can actually watch the entire footage they all look disappointed majorly yeah
1: they're uh you know they just had that look of someone that's uh they're just covering stuff up and they're lying i mean there is no authenticity or truth to be sensed in that interview or in any of these statements. And that's how you make a Freemason run. You just chase them with the Bible. They'll just (laughs) scoot off, man. Do the skiddly diddley.
2: Yeah. And and it's unreal to me that they could try to pass that off nowadays as real stuff. And I think we were talking about this before. What is the motive? There's a motive of hiding God, but there's also the motive of money, $53 million per day, was being pumped into this program. We know a couple things about this program, Werner von Braun being the head of the the snake, right? He's being the head and he's a Nazi. He was a Nazi, he was transported over here during Operation Paperclip. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's where uh, hundreds of Nazi scientists, uh, I think actually maybe even more than hundreds, were given jobs in the United States. Um, Some more nefarious than others. Um, You did a show with Dan a while back talking a little bit about that. Yeah, there were over 3,000 plus families. And about 6,000 were
1: taken into uh, the Soviet Union. And uh, even Richard Hoagland has written much about there being a secret NASA space program. And I think that very much this could be something that is orchestrated uh, from Antarctica uh by the Nazis and I
2: mean there's there's just a whole lot to substantiate that a whole lot yeah it could have been a program just to just to filter money i mean you you look at the bases down there in argentina uh in south america down there and and the the new Swaziland out there in in, in antarctica which is a whole another topic but you know we can't even go to antarctica, antarctica in certain places because of the antarctic treaty after world war 2 and we even sent men down there. A lot of people died, you know. And a little trivia question. When Anton LaVey in
1: 1966, we talked about this in another broadcast, that he shaved his head in the right of tonsure, and he declared 1966, year one of the age of Satan. Where was Werner von Braun when that happened? Yeah. He was in Antarctica yeah. with a team of American scientists when that happened. He really was And what? what was he doing down there yeah but you know that's another subject but bo there's a whole lot there that doesn't add up like this whole thing it just stinks to high heaven it's just one lie after another and so many of the tactics I see with the moon landing I see today with the vax the lies the manipulation just trust the science and it,
2: it just all stinks with an aroma that's very unpleasant I agree. And I ask you guys, I see a lot of the comments in the chat. And I know a lot of people think we're off our rockers. I, I just would ask you guys this. I'm challenging you to listen to this entire show before you make a judgment because the Bible talks about speaking to a matter before you hear it out. And I promise you that we will show 100% biblical evidence uh, about the about the world that we live in, and we're going to show more evidence. So a lot of the, the comments that, I, that I've seen, well— just because they fake the moon landing doesn't mean they're faking the rest of the stuff and so with that being said Let's move on to our next video so we can kind of just see if that's the case And it's not just the apollo program because once you can do the apollo program
6: In fact, I ran into somebody a couple of years ago, and I loved it He was he was on air and he goes well just because apollo is fake doesn't mean like the iss is
4: uh the the plan that NASA has is to build a rocket called SLS, which is a heavy lift rocket. It's something that is, that is much bigger than what we have today. And it will be able to launch the Orion capsule with humans on board, as well as uh, landers or other uh, components to, via, to destinations beyond Earth orbit. Right now. We only can fly in Earth orbit. That's the farthest that we can go.
3: Only 536 people have ever been to space. That is 0.0000067 percent of the living human population have been high enough to see curvature.
6: Of those, only 24 people have ever been beyond low Earth orbit, supposedly. And this new
4: system that we're building is going to allow us to go beyond and hopefully take humans into the solar system to explore. So the moon, Mars, asteroids, there's a lot of destinations that we could go to and we're building these building block components in order to allow us to do that eventually the technologies that we're testing out on space station are definitely helping us with our goals of going beyond low earth orbit. So we have a really robust exploration program.
6: If only 536 people have been to space and seen the curvature with their own eyes, then are these relatively few individuals trustworthy? We're going to review some footage of the 0.0000067 people who are the only humans to witness curvature with their own eyes? And this is a fact. Anyone else would have had to reference the imagery and video produced by these people and their agencies. The issue is recordings like this one, where this astronaut's hair seems permed.
3: See the hair? See
6: the hair? Why isn't it flowing all over the place in the absence of gravity? <laughs> Or this moment here, where a cable is grabbed to stabilize a spinning astronaut. It almost looked invisible. Your eyes aren't fooling you, even though they wanted them to. Look closely. This guy's shirt displays a point caught on what could be a wire.
1: Look closely.
6: Guy in background looks like he is wearing a harness. Augmented reality is also a supposed deception on the ISS. This guy is
0: literally grabbing nothing and putting it away.
6: That guy in the background is in front of a blue screen in what looks like a set to fake space footage. Looks like this same astronaut on the ISS
0: playing with water. Weird. Look at the same
6: objects around him, but different backgrounds. Metal pole and wire here, and a metal pole and wire here. This astronaut is playing with something out of a video game.
0: So what about astronauts?
4: The space shots are actually shot in a swimming pool. And they are shot in a place that's called the NASA Neutral Buoyancy Lab.
6: NASA's Neutral Buoyancy Lab has a mock-up of the ISS in a swimming pool that some suggest is used to film spacewalks.
5: I was told
3: my tax dollars were going to murdering monkeys in space, and now you're telling me they're just faking it in a jacuzzi.
6: Bubble. 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 Bubbles. Bubble. 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 Bubble bubble bubbles
2: so this this kind of proves a lot of that and there's more man i mean like in this in this documentary we're featuring which is a documentary that we did on on the flat earth it it, there's so much more i mean anybody who does video editing or anything like that can see this stuff plain as day uh it's it's usually the people that don't know a lot about editing that can try to pass it off as something this or that but one of the biggest shots that I saw on that that really struck me, because one of the arguments everybody used, well, what about when they're doing the videos where they're playing with water and it's floating? It was amazing. You see them willing old Senior Bush out there in his wheelchair, and the back you have the blue screen and the same video where the guy's playing with water. I mean, it, you, can't, you can't make this stuff up. It's just so crazy to me what they're trying to pass off, and they're not even really good at it in my opinion. I think I feel like I could do a better job of faking this stuff than they are. Maybe they should hire me to fake it. I don't know because they're not doing a very good job. Well, once they have your trust,
1: you will watch this without ever looking for these inconsistencies. But once you begin to question and you begin to look and examine objectively, this, it just falls apart. It It, just breaks down. It just falls apart totally.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that people want to believe in the space because it's always that, you know, I know as a kid, I was like, man, I want to go to space. I really want to do this. This is so cool. And I don't know, I think everybody at some point, especially if you were a fan of like star Wars or any of those star Trek movies or anything like that, you really had this, this nostalgia when it comes to space and the idea behind it. But, um, you know, NASA is just one of the legs of this whole thing. Obviously we know that this theory goes, way back uh with copernicus and probably people before that and i know you did quite a few talks david about this theory and the occult stuff behind it can you do you mind giving us a little bit more insight into copernicus and into uh some of the ideas that these people had well the and, and it
1: goes back to pythagoras and pythagoras who popularized in the mystery religions the Heliocentric concept of the universe. He is the father of Freemasonry. He is the father of Gnosticism. He is the father of all things foul and dirty, <laughs> to just make it short. And th- it doesn't come from the Word of God. It comes from occult theory, this idea of heliocentricity and the spinning ball earth. And from the Word of God, as you're going to show on the end of this broadcast, it's very different. The only way of uh, that you can believe that the earth is not uh, just like in the wonderful thumbnail that Mm -hmm. was a drawing by Adam that it is base. It's flat. It's got a dome over it. And the picture that Adam has in this thumbnail, he has even the waters above the firmament, which is very biblical. But uh, you, you just have to say, well, all of the scriptures and the word of God it's just poetry, it's just symbolism. Or you can do as some out there, and this this is amazing to me, but there are people out there that will teach that the the drawing, the, the picture that Adam drew, that that is exactly what the Bible describes, but yet that's not how it really is, because the Bible is not a book that we can trust to tell us
2: the facts of the world we live in. And to me, that's outrageous. I agree. I think the the picture that Adam did was so profound. He spent a lot of time on that, too, looking at the Bible and going 100 percent off of what the Bible said. And and also even using uh, extra biblical texts like the Book of Enoch, because they do jive exactly together. And um, I remember when you commissioned him to do that and he did such a wonderful job of it. Speaking of that, you can order that print. The link's in the description. You can get a 15 percent off code. But if you actually put hashtag Midnight Ride when you share on Facebook or Instagram, if you share this video and hashtag Midnight Ride, uh, we're giving away one of, one of the prints free. He doesn't, I mean, these pictures are big. They're big, full-size prints, beautifully done. So make sure you guys get your opportunity to get that. But, I mean, you're right. And even, even um, biblical scholars such as Logos Bible Software uh, with Heiser, he made a description of the earth based on biblical principles of the earth, but yet he doesn't believe that these principles are legitimate. He thinks that it's just pilfered from other doctrines or other ideas and stuff. So that's that's hard to spill to swallow there for me. Yeah, and we're Bible believers, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. we're Bible believers.
1: We're Bible scholars. Well, I think to be a Bible believer, believing in the Bible, would be the first prerequisite. And the reason why of this drawing by Adam is so exceptional is and for for one reason among many but in genesis chapter one verse six and seven it says and god made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament and according to the one hundred and forty-eighth psalm and in the fourth verse those waters are still above the firmament let them praise the name of the lord No, yeah, Psalm 144, praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. So according to the psalmist in 148, those waters were still above there. That's why they're still above there in Adam's drawing. And if you want to believe what the Bible says, you can do that. If you want to go for the Freemasons at NASA, you can do that also. But just remember, you get after them with the Bible; they're going to run. They're going to run. They're going to cuss you. They're going to threaten to hit you, just like we've seen. But oh yeah, it's the way
2: it is for sure. And maybe, maybe those bubbles—maybe we're giving too much credit, you know—to to everything. Maybe those bubbles are from being in the third heaven. They're they're up there in the third heaven, swimming around, trying to get to the throne <laughs> of God. I don't know. <laughs> well, i will not speculate <laughs> on where the bubbles were coming from. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unreal, man. I mean, the more you look, the more I look at that footage. I've even watched the. The live uh, ISS feed before and I'll see loops of things that are happening or you'll see like some weird glitches and stuff it's just like you know this isn't real like I mean there may be uh, a satellite flying in low orbit which I believe there's nobody's been outside low orbit but they may literally be up there filming down on the earth Uh, but I I can tell you this a lot of those shots like you saw in that one where the, the astronaut turns his head Um, that's not possible. I mean, the way density works and all that is just not possible. And the one shot from the, uh,
1: supposedly from the spacecraft looking back at the Earth, you could see the box around the Earth with your naked eye. I mean, back then they weren't near as good of photoshopping things as they are now. You can see that with just your eye, that there's a box around it. It's been put in. Yeah, because back then they
2: literally had to cut out pictures and put them in, cut and paste. Yeah, baby. nowadays you could you could blend it in real nicely and get away with it. But yeah, back then they couldn't get away with it. <laughs> so with that being said, we're also going to talk a little bit more about things that we can do to test because uh, so science itself is the what science should be called is the testing of things, retesting and coming up with the same answer over and over again. There should be a valid way to test things without um, without having to be one of the 0.0000 whatever five six percent of the population that's been outside of supposedly been outside of low orbit there should be a way to test things and there is and this is this is another uh concept here that will blow your mind because it's just like this is this this is so uh profound okay and a lot of people have done these tests and and i want to be clear that um you can do these tests yourself You don't need us to tell you that you can do this. You also don't need NASA to tell you what things are. You can test these things yourself, simple tests like curvature. And so we're going to watch this and then we'll come back and talk about it a little bit.
4: This is from Joshua Nowicki and what you're seeing here is a mirage. We typically would not be able to see this from the Lake Michigan shore. We talked about this last night. Conditions are right on the lake that we're actually seeing a mirage of the Chicago skyline. Very interesting, and here's what's happening. This is a, a good example of a superior mirage. So Joshua was on the Lake Michigan shore. He was looking towards the west, and Chicago's beyond the horizon, should not be able to see it. However, with the right conditions, we have an inversion. We have cold air near the cold lake water and some relatively warmer air above it. This will bend the image of that uh, skyline Back towards the viewer and so typically we would not be able to see this this image would be viewable from much much higher in the sky up in space but instead we're able to see it on the Lake
6: Michigan shore the official math given for the Earth's curvature is 8 inches per mile squared and when people can zoom in on objects that are supposedly hundreds or thousands of feet below the curve this creates some major questions Thousands of recordings began surfacing online as people began to bring back ships and other objects from over the horizon. Using special cameras like the Nikon Coolpix P1000, rigging them to view in infrared, which cut through atmospheric distortions and allowed people to see even further than science
0: would have us to believe is possible do have a rare view of Milwaukee for you. It comes from the other side of Lake Michigan. Now check out this picture. Uh-oh. It's of the city lights that were taken last Thursday night in Muskegon, Michigan, some 70 miles away from Milwaukee. So why does Milwaukee look so close? Well, scientists have a name for it, but it's best explained as simply a mirage. 13458 was the elevation for the distant mountain range. And from this other place right here, which is at 28.20, and just to confirm, yep, 92.51 and change to 92.52, let's just say, round it up. That's the altitude of the um, photographer. So we go to, let's just go ahead and copy that to the Earth Curve Calculator here. Everybody likes to use height of the observer, 9251.969. And the distance at 440 kilometers away. Let's do this as kilometers and miles. 273.403. 273.403. So, what is supposed to be hidden according to this? The horizon is at 117.799969 miles away. According to this, if you're here, this is at that altitude, your horizon is going to be at 117.8 miles away, and the target over here should be 16,140.1805 below your ability to see it. So let's do something else here. We'll use a little calculator here and see what the difference is. 16,140.1805. Subtract the height of the mountain, which was again, 13,458.005. So, if I'm understanding this correctly, then the top of that mountain range should be 2,682.1755 feet below the curvature. In other words, about a half mile below the ability of the observer to see it. In an age
6: of digital manipulation, it became important for me to witness the curvature with my own eyes. Science is. Observable, repeatable, and testable, right? Unfortunately, I still have yet to see the curvature with my own eyes, perhaps because of my own visual limitation or lack of altitude. What about from planes or from a higher elevation? Growing up, I had flown numerous times from Asia to the USA, and I remember staring out the window on those long, cramped flights. The horizon always seemed to be at eye level, never sloping away. As I investigated, I realized that outside of footage from government agencies and people directly involved in those operations like astronauts, it's pretty hard to find somebody who's seen the curvature with their own eyes. What we do see is video distorted with something called a fisheye lens, which makes the horizon wildly fluctuate between concave and convex. High-altitude balloon footage without such lenses began to reveal that at heights of 120,000 feet plus, no curvature
0: was visible. Crazy,
3: crazy, crazy high.
0: There we are. Shhh. Ladies and gentlemen, 70,000
3: feet. Felix Baumgartner was 50,000 feet higher than you
6: were. Felix Baumgartner is going to get his heart broken over the
1: curvature of the earth.
3: Oh, how I can't
6: wait to see the curve. Couldn't see it from mountains. Couldn't see it from plains. Now at 128,100 feet, this balloon ride will give me what I want. What? It's flat? Houston, cut to outer fish islands camera ASAP. <laughs>
0: I've been catfished. Also
6: advertising. Ah! Curvature relationship expert Neil deGrasse Tyson comments on the relationship.
4: With a really wide angle lens, which curves horizontal lines. So in the photo, you see this curvature of Earth's surface wow he's in space look at that no he's not at that height you don't see you don't see
0: the curvature of the earth
2: so there you go so we have this curve issue and i don't know what to make of that david what do you think about it well you can just see all the time in movies and
1: on television when they have pictures of the ocean it's flat for miles and miles and miles there's yeah. no curve at all and they'll say well you know water will always find a level surface and it will so the, and you know but the earth's surface is over two-thirds water mm-hmm. so does that mean well the earth is two-thirds round and one-third flat well probably not <laughs> you know and it, it's just ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous the things they say and I remember when we were out in Denver I mean we were way high up and we could see for miles and miles and miles as Pete Townsend would say you, you, There's no curve. you can see this yep. With your eyes and you know they're lying and for years The sea captains would disprove this because they could see the lighthouses uh, off the shore for many more miles than would be possible if what they're saying is true and in so many ways the flat railroad tracks the on and on and on they are telling us a porky and this is observably wrong and it's been proved wrong by people that can just see things they shouldn't be able to see if these people were telling the truth
2: they are telling porkies that's so true man you know uh and, I, and rob Skiba is one of the people mentioned here and he did some of the best work i've ever seen on flat earth there's been nobody that I know of that has done better work on Flat Earth in this stuff, and he proved it. He got a lot of hate for it, and, of course, you know, that's going to happen when you talk about these sort of things, but there's other people out here, um, you know, like Globebusters, the No-Dells, all these people that have done an amazing work in trying to show these things from scientific standpoints that um, I think you can't just dismiss, you know? It's one no. of those things you just can't dismiss. No. Yeah, no, so, no you can't you can't, you really can't. So we're going to, I know people are, there's, there's going to be people that are going to be setting their foundations, no matter which way we kind of look at it. But, um, I think that it's important that we know what we're looking at here. And I know that, I know that this is such a paradigm buster for some of you guys. This is just something that's just like, well, how is this even possible to believe? But, you know, really in the whole scheme of things, there's a lot of conspiracies that we've fallen for a lot of, a lot of, a lot of historical um, falsification that we've seen and that we've proven here on the show, even, and on, on other shows, we've proven that there's a falsification of history. We've proven that a lot of the stories that we hear are not true. And we've proven that science, the scientific theory model is mostly bogus. And so bringing this on to, to size isn't really for me a big stretch i know for a lot of people they're thinking oh I, this can't be i trust the government just like in the show we did about the ancient uh, or the um the mark of the beast and uh alien disclosure we talked about uh, talked a little bit about that how people want the actually the guy one of the ministers was talking about how people want to trust the establishment so we should just trust it because it's naturally built into us to trust it but that really tells a different story than what jesus told us to do you know he told us to to beware right to look and to see what's going on and we have so many different warnings in the bible to trust nobody so this shouldn't be such a huge thing for everybody unless they're invested in nasa with their stock market or something i you know it's something that can we can talk about and look at um without being hateful about it, I I would hope, because really the mark of wisdom is knowing that you don't know everything and, and knowing that you're able to look at things objectively without it completely destroying your frame of mind. And there's so many Bible believers
1: that if you would ask them, do you believe that scientists are lying to us about evolution? They'd say, oh, well, sure they are. Yeah. Do you believe that our colleges are lying to us about evolution and they're, they're taking it so far they will fire anyone mm. that will even begin to teach what the Bible says? And they'll say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, they're lying to us. And then we need to ask, do you believe that's the only thing they're lying about? You know, yeah, yeah let's just lie about this one thing. I don't think so and but you know we need to start thinking and the minute we begin to not trust the science that's the thing trust the science trust the science you know and you're you're labeled now they want to label you you're a science disbeliever oh you know and uh you know we need to start questioning mm.
2: We have to start questioning. If you just believe the science and everything, you're going to be led to take the mark of the beast one day. You sure will. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that if you are trusting the science and everything you do, you will be led astray. Because the Bible talks about some of the things that were that we're uh, mentioning here, such as fa- science falsely so-called, uh, which is one of the verses. I, I can't remember exactly what the reference is i think it's in timothy is am i right on that Yes, it's in first timothy but it talks about science falsely so-called it talks about um all of these things which we'll get into a little bit more but uh we have to be skeptical we have to be skeptical because the bible tells us there's a big deception coming it's such a huge deception that even the elect will be deceived if it's possible which i think that the way people are going the way they're so trusting. It might be possible for some of the elect to be to see because they trust man so much. I mean, you were talking about some of these establishments. Um, they uh, will do anything they can to disprove evolution, anything they can do to disprove it, like you were saying. Yep. But when it comes to this kind of stuff right here or, or the jab or whatever, they are whole hog in on it. In fact, they have scientists of their own that are propagating this nonsense. And, my, and, and it's just it's sad to see, but that's the way the world is. The yeah. pastors that you guys run after will probably leave you, lead you right to the Mark of the Beast. In fact, they might actually have a Mark of the Beast party at the church. Yeah, either there or down at the Lodge Hall. And that citation
1: was 1 Timothy 5.20 on that scripture that you referenced. And you know, it, it, always the scientists have been the priest of the New World Order and of the mystery religions. And on the really big conspiracies, it's always the scientists that they roll out. Yeah. Just trust the science, just trust the science. Don't be a science denier. Well, you don't wanna be, people call you a science denier, you know? yeah. I mean, gosh, yeah. no one wants to be called that. We'll label you, Yeah. you know? Yeah, you bring bring up
2: facts to me, we'll label you. That's what we'll do to you. Yeah, and that's, they've been so good at that, you know, labeling people for what they say. I mean, you look at the political correctness and all that stuff. You have uh, everything that is against the, the agenda is considered um, false information, you know, censor, censorable because we've been censored. Uh, a lot of these channels that used to talk about this stuff, you can't hardly even find them. I mean, I searched for some of my favorite stuff. Doing this document, doing this uh, show, you know, before we got the PowerPoint together for the show, and I couldn't find any of it hardly. You know, I had to like really dig deep, and it's it's a shame because look, there's so much to all of this stuff, and even if you don't believe it, you need to at least be aware of what is actually going on here. So we're gonna watch another video here, and uh, this tonight we're just we're going through this. I mean, this is something that. Um, I feel like it's long overdue for us. We don't. We don't. We're not solely. We don't solely just talk about flat earth stuff. We talk about such a huge wide variety of things. But I can tell you this: this is one of these things here that is one of my favorite subjects, only because I believe there's so much evidence to this conspiracy uh, that we can almost just hit the check mark, and we're not even done yet. We're not even close no. to being done yet. And I might just throw in that if you go to our website
1: at fojcradio.com and go to our Friday on channel. There's a playlist there of flat earth teachings that I've done on FOJC, but a lot of our new listeners, this could be a new subject for you. So I think it's really good for us to bring this back on the table and to expose this. Cause I tell you, this is really something you need to look at. This is not a little issue.
2: This is a big issue in my opinion. That's so true. So here we go, guys, we'll be right back. Check this out and we'll come back to talk about it. Let's know what you guys think. This next point I found extremely interesting.
6: Official documentation claiming the Earth is flat and that mathematical equations used in aeronautics assume a flat, non-rotating Earth. Check these out. This is a CIA document sourced from the Russians, and it's titled Dissertations Defended in the Scientific Council of the Institute of Physics of the Earth. In the document, it mentions a near sun and a formula that is derived on the assumption of a flat earth. This United States Army document from the Army Research Laboratory on the propagation of electromagnetic fields over flat earth mentions transmitters placed on the surface of a flat, idealized earth. In one of its figures, it also mentions flat earth. In another Army Research Laboratory document, it depicts a diagram showing a flat earth Crepuscular rays that we mentioned earlier, and a near and localized sun. Here's another document on projectile flight dynamics, and the equations in the document assume a flat Earth. Here's a NASA document on the derivation and definition of a linear aircraft model. Introduction. This report details the development of the linear model of rigid aircraft of constant mass flying over a flat, non-rotating Earth. NASA document on the SR-71 Blackbird and its top speed of 2,193 miles per hour. Maneuvers depending on a non-turbulent atmosphere and a non-rotating Earth. Federal Aviation Administration document. Equations of motion assuming a flat, non-rotating Earth. Another NASA document. A rigid aircraft flying in a stationary atmosphere over a flat, non-rotating Earth. An Aircraft Model for the AIAA Controlled Design Challenge Flight Dynamics of Rigid Aircraft Flying in a Stationary Atmosphere Over a Flat, Non-Rotating Earth NASA Technical Paper 1285 Flat, Non-Rotating Earth A NASA Georgia Tech Project in Conjunction with the U.S. Air Force A model frequently used is that of a flat, non-rotating Earth You might argue that some of these documents are taken out of context but you have to admit that a lot of these flight calculations are based on a flat, non-rotating earth because they come right out and say it. For agencies that denigrate flat earthers, they sure to use the
2: terminology a lot in their paperwork. So, you know, that, that's, that's, this is reminiscent of something you brought up in one of your flat earth presentations, David, about in Freemasonry and the way that they, I guess, score the temple, or however that works. Can you can you remind me of that? what that is? Because as soon as I saw this, it reminded me of that. And th- a lot of these documents you can't hardly find anymore. You can find them, uh, but they're very, very hard to find, by the way. Yes, and this is from the Monitor of the Grand
1: Lodge of Texas. And every lodge hall is laid out in relationship to the heavenly luminaries in the second heaven, as above, so below. And they basically say that now the earth isn't flat, but for the purpose of aligning our lodge hall with the uh heavenly luminaries in the second heaven, we calculate it according to the flat earth.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I mean, why would you do that if the earth isn't flat? Same with the aviation techniques. Why yeah. would you do that? And and yeah. I and, and I mean obviously I think I know I've seen there's a map and i forgot to put it in the slide here but it was for those of you that want to look it up i'm going to look it on my phone i got it actually out of this book here confusions in the cosmos um by miguel stefano but there's a is a map it's called cbs american school of the air and it is a map that was i'm going to try to show you guys as best i can when i see this but this was in uh the 14th season october 11th 1943 to 1944 and this you guys probably can't see this but this is an aviation map here and this is a flat earth map it shows flight (laughs) patterns and all of that stuff and when you start looking at flight patterns this is a whole other subject on this but when you look at flight patterns you see an interesting thing that they're doing with some of these flights and you it doesn't make sense on the globe yeah but when you look at it as a context of a flat earth it makes a whole lot of sense why they fly to certain places before others and that statement from the Texas
1: Masonic Monitor, by the way, you know, Houston, we do have a problem yep. with the the aerospace industry down there, and many of these
2: astronauts were Texas Freemasons, many yep. of them. Yeah, I mean, they're the be- they're they're keep they're already keeping a secret, so. Why not throw them in there? They Masons know up. how to keep a secret on point of death. That's that's for sure, and that's, uh, that's right. That's why they're using them. I mean, they yeah. they ha- they keep have to keep this secret because there's you saw how many people in this in this what we showed how many people have actually been there. It doesn't take a whole lot of planning or a whole lot of people to be in on this, other than the people that have supposedly been there. Um, especially when you're looking at all the stuff that we're looking at tonight. I mean, it, it is. Um, I have to give them props and give them a hand for being so deceptive because they fooled so many people just as they're doing right now with science falsely so-called. Oh, yeah. uh, With with the Fauci, Fauci-nators and all that. So it it doesn't surprise me that they fooled everybody because people love to be fooled. They will take a lie and and take hold of it before they'll take the truth. The truth actually makes people mad and angry, which is a weird thing, but that's the way it is in this world. And just to brag on us— (laughs)
1: someone better so i will but i mean we were hammering little fauci very early when the multitude of people were still believing in him and now there has been so much come out about little lord fauci that many 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 people can see just what this guy
2: is that's so true he couldn't lay straight in bed yeah i mean the fact that there's so many even even people that originally fell for the lie are still, still hate the guy, but yet they still put him right there in front of everybody. I mean, he has to have armed guards around him all the time because, <laughs> you know, I mean, for obvious reasons, but, um, this guy is, I mean, just the fact that they, I'm surprised PETA hasn't been in his door because of the stuff he was doing to the oh, dogs Oh my goodness, and all of they that. ought
1: to be, you know, well, and they'll lie about the backs, they'll lie about evolution, but we can trust them. Yeah when they talk about the earth being round and a spinning ball yeah i mean really
2: yeah i don't trust them no don't i mean trust them nope, nope. the only sources you can get is from them you know they have to any any photo that they have we have is sourced through them any uh testimonial evidence is sourced through them um and none of us lay people i guess you could call it lay people which i think that sometimes lay people have more wisdom than some of these other people um we'll never be able to see it in fact you know you have these these billionaire space race of these people just going up and spending billions of dollars on on space and they're trying to tax people for carbon things but these billionaires can spend you know who who knows how many emissions come from that doing that and they still haven't made it beyond low earth, earth orbit you know there's a, it, it's just it's just mind-blowing to me uh how that we trust people so much i think that's the whole thing that bothers me the most about all of this stuff is that that humanity has such a trusting nature a naive nature would be the better word a naive nature and it's very apparent you know by looking at everything going on but i think that's the thing that blows me away the most about this subject and others is just how naive we all are because i catch myself you know thinking about stuff and seeing things and And I used to believe in space. I used to believe that there are votes actually mattered, that our presidents are, you know, picked by us. I used to believe all these things, right? And when you don't, when when you break out of it, I know that there's a point in my life where I kind of broke out of trusting everything. And I think a lot of that has to do with the light that God gives us uh, in being a believer. Because before I was a believer, not only did I trust everything, but I was also just completely naive to the world. I thought most people were generally good i really did think that and yeah. i think that's the mother of of a lot of the the occult the cults out here the people the reason people fall for cults the reason people um get into really bad situations where they are robbed or they are murdered or whatever is because they're so trusting and we just you know if i can't stress anything enough on this whole show which we still got more to go and this is going to take a little longer than normal this show i think because i'm only partially through here but um if there's one thing we can take from the show is that being naive will kill you. And it can, and it can literally disqualify you from understanding the deception that's coming that will deceive the entire world. So with that being said, we're going to watch another video. You got, we got video tonight. That's the good thing about conspiracy corner. We got little videos we get to watch and hang out and have fun with. So grab your popcorn. I got my coffee right here. Hopefully you guys got some coffee because we're going to keep going here
6: apparently 66,600 miles per hour. The curvature in one mile squared is 0.666 feet. The Earth is on a 66.6 degree tilt. Earth's axis of rotation and its plane of orbit around the Sun is 66.6 degrees. The polar circles, located near the poles of the Earth, are at 66 degrees in the north and south latitudes. No matter how you look at it, the dreaded number 666 is all over the heliocentric globe model.
2: So that right there is enough to kind of make me take pause. When I looked at this and, and I realized that there's actually a lot more to it, like in this slide here, there's, if you want to screenshot this, you can. I'm going to go through all of it. But um, the way people do the numbers and everything, you have so many uh, six, six, six sixes in this whole thing that you have to take a closer look at this. And, and I kind of took a closer look at this. Now I'm no mathematician, nor do I understand everything about it, but I guarantee somebody here listening tonight might be able to help us out a little bit here. So I'm going to move on to this next thing here. And, and I'm, I just go ahead ahead,
1: real quickly. Like we mentioned Pythagoras being the big promoter of the spinning ball, paradigm among the secret societies he was the mathematician yeah and uh it just went from there and these people are just like Pythagoras they are god haters they're god haters they're members of secret societies that are just as motivated as Pythagoras was
2: to keep the truth from the people mm. so true um they're they're motivated to do it for a lot of reasons I think but I can tell you that the the idea that pythagoras brought forth and copernicus and all of these old occultists that brought forward the the globe earth the math behind it is interesting because it works two ways there's ways because i I actually in in this documentary i don't have that part of the video but it shows how the way shadows are formed the way the it can be calculated either helio or geocentric the calculations are the same uh, on that and to me I was like how does that make sense how does that matter and I think I might have figured something out here I want you guys to check this out because I, like I said I'm no mathematician I am just a guy that likes to research and likes to study but uh, one thing that I found out and that, that I've been studying for a long time is uh, to do with the Fibonacci sequence or a lot of what a lot of people call the golden ratio because in artwork the golden ratio is important in almost every bit of architecture whether it be the pyramids etc this is used in the art okay so you have a you have this fibonacci sequence you have this these what proportions that are natural in all of the world god used these proportions to build human bodies to build ants to build flowers to build everything that from everything that we see in the the hurricanes to the way things operate in the world all use these calculations and that's because we have a it has a common creator right well, here's the difference in this, so let me go through here. There's a guy called um, Vin Teaches Math, and he uh, took the number 66 six and the divine proportion, did some interesting calculations that I think uh, there's something to this. And I've never seen anybody bring this up before, but I want you guys to check it out uh, because I think it's really interesting that we might have an inverse number here. I'm just going to play it before I give up too much of it. I don't want to do any spoiler so here, let's check this out.
5: Hi, my name is Vincent, and today I want to take a look at the mathematical significance of the number of the beast, 666. Now, just for a little bit of background, although most of you probably already know, the number 666 in Christianity refers to the number of the beast, or as we could call the beast, the Antichrist. So, in some sense, this is the unholiest of numbers. Now, to analyze the mathematical significance of this number, I want to consider the divine proportion, also known as the golden ratio and this number we denote by the Greek letter phi equals one point six one eight zero three three nine eight eight seven in other videos I do explore this number in greater detail but just know that it's a number that pops up all around the universe and it's one of the most mathematically significant numbers that we have and its nickname is the divine proportion so let's see how we could explore this number six hundred and sixty six So, using a pocket calculator, you could type the expression sine of 666 degrees plus cosine of 6 times 6 times 6 degrees. And you could punch this entire expression right into your calculator. But to see how it simplifies, just so you could follow along easier, the sine of 666 degrees is negative point eight zero nine zero one six nine nine four three seven and also the cosine of six times six times six degrees if we simplify this this is the cosine of two hundred sixteen degrees that's the result of multiplying six times six times six and when we evaluate the cosine of two hundred sixteen degrees we should get the same thing we get negative Point eight zero nine zero one six nine nine four three seven. So now when we add these two numbers together, the result will be negative one point six one eight zero three three nine eight 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 seven and now this decimal will continue on for a few more places it may continue on forever but I'm pretty sure that this decimal terminates, but the point is the mathematical significance of the number of the beast, now we can see it when we use basic trigonometry with the number of the beast notice how the value of this expression here is the additive inverse of the golden ratio so if we analyze this a little bit closer this tells us that an expression here that uses the number of the beast results in the additive inverse of the golden ratio so that tells us that the number of the beast in some sense is the inverse of the holiest number that exists in mathematics so it's just a really interesting relationship that exists when we use the sine and cosine functions but using your calculator we could generate the inverse of the divine proportion using the number of the beast So. Okay, well, this is going to conclude this video on analyzing the mathematical significance of the number of the beast. Thank you all for watching, and I hope that this was enjoyable.
2: So I thought that was, for me, that was really interesting because the inverse of the holy number, as they're calling it, which is basically all creation kind of is based off these calculations, is this 666. Now, is it, is it, is there any coincidence that NASA's using these numbers in their calculations and does it matter if they're using the inverse of the actual thing? And why why would they use the inverse, David? What do you think about that? Well,
1: you don't, to pardon the expression, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this one out. Uh, it's not a coincidence, and uh, it is just something that they're doing purposely. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything in Satanism is a inversion and a backward form of the truth, so this is exactly what we would expect to find, even if we didn't realize these facts. I mean, this is just another stunning, uh, fact that just shows
2: the damnable nature of these lies they're telling. Yeah, I, man, so many, so many significant numbers too, like 93 million miles away, the number 93 and, and Crowley and what, or is it 90, 90, 90, what, how many miles away is it? I can't even remember now, but I think it's 93 93 the the I was looking at this earlier and I wish I would have brought it up but the significance of the number 93 and the cult of Thelma and all of these different things has a, a real significance to it and when you look at it in those eyes and see that almost every number they did this is no accident either it's no accident or it's, or they were led by some kind of uh, spirit to put these numbers I mean how else do you come up with these calculations because look this they couldn't fly to space back then they didn't even have the technology that we have supposedly didn't have the technology we have now and they're making up these calculations and and you're seeing these numbers i just to me there's there's something here hopefully there's a mathematician out there that can look at this and and look at the inverse idea behind it because really from what i understand from inverse equations and inverse math if you inverse this then you can get the same calculation but you have to change two parts of the equation in order to get that same calculation and so the calculations they would be changing for instance for the sun would be how big it is and how far away it is and then they still come up with the same uh calculations of a localized sun which is what uh you would we would tend to believe from the bible because the bible says that the sun and moon are the same size so we have more of a localized sun Um, so the numbers would equal the same. And and that's what I gather from all of this. I I don't know for sure, but that's what I'm gathering. Yeah, and the sacred geometry, and the
1: letter G in Freemasonry stands for geometry. And you go back to the sacred geometry of Pythagoras, who they deify, and you can see this in their architecture, the number 666 there. You can see it in the biggest phallic symbol in the world in washington dc yeah. it's all over as above so below and their sacred architecture it stinks there's i mean uh, you you can there's just something real wrong here big time of a devilish proportion
2: yeah even if gematria matters not to you to them it does in yes. fact everything they do is based off of gematria the names that they give themselves the um the locations that they do things the names that they give projects if you look at like projects and you look at the gematria yeah. of that project and and how it applies to history and other gematria of those things it's just it's mind-blowing down you know? to the sacred names of
1: god the kabbalist
2: folk yeah it's, it's just stinks it's it, it's a good word for it stinks yeah and uh, we touched on this a little bit earlier um but you know we have organizations such as ken ham's organization and all of them that they they will debate all day long evolution um they've denied the idea of evolution 100 percent, which i think rightfully so uh but when it comes to this they're not going to touch the subject with a 10-foot pole in fact they think that because and, and i've heard from people from this ministry uh to us saying that you the reason you guys are promoting this and it is causing christians to look stupid and so you should stop doing it you know and and i'm thinking you know <laughs> they're doing a good job of looking stupid with the help. I, I would say so you know uh ken ham wants to build the tower of babel and it's interesting because we had another ham that helped build the tower of babel yeah. several thousand years ago yeah. right <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: and helped and helped build the uh the ark too ham would have helped build the ark so i don't know what to make all this i don't want to discount his work i love the the ark is it was awesome. Really, really awesome place. I think it was one of the coolest locations I've ever been to. But I I just don't understand. And I hope that the answers in Genesis will actually start getting their answers from Genesis and answers from the Bible rather than from science. And I think
1: I've never been, but isn't it true that on some of their little explanations they have,
2: doesn't it come right against the truth of flat earth and scripture? Yeah. Yeah. On their little billboards and everything. Yeah. So... And I don't. The information they have is bunk too, because I read it and I'm like, this doesn't prove anything. You know, this is they're they're behind on what the what the arguments are for flat Earth, because they don't even know how to battle yeah. it. And that's that's yeah. what I see a lot about on on a lot of on like comments and like posts. The arguments that people have against the flat Earth are kind of archaic in that they've been disproven many, many times before, like people are like, well, how is it not daylight all year round, you know, since this, it's the Earth's flat, but they don't understand how it works because they're going off calculations based on Copernicus or Pythagoras or uh, NASA or whatever. And so it gives them a false kind of understanding of the way things are. And I think that that has a lot to do with it. I, I would, I would, I would, you know, I would think And so with that being said, I want to get into the best part of this show tonight because this is the part that really does matter the most to me. All of these other things debunking it's fun and games because it it proves to me that there's deception going on. But if you're like me, you believe the Bible to be 100% correct. You believe that that is the line of truth. There's nothing outside of that that we can consider truth, especially if it contradicts. Now, if it doesn't contradict, that's a different story. But outside of the Bible this is our this is our plumb line of truth and so we're gonna get into that a little bit because I think a lot of people that are Christians say well the Bible says the earth's round the Bible says this and we're gonna talk about that because I think like I said this is the this is to me this is a very important part of it and it gets interesting from here and I just want to start by reading this verse real quick uh, and then we'll we'll kind of talk about it a little bit and says this is in Job 38 1 through 7 it says, the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, and answer thou me. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth, Earth, declare, if thou hast understanding? Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who has stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, and who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy now this is just one verse but it talks about the foundations of the earth it talks about laying the measurements upon it and fastening to the cornerstone and so I think that that verse right there is a really interesting verse to kind of kick this whole thing off because there's tons of verses that we're, we're going to get into that we don't have to read all of them but they all share a common thing now we have to remember the Bible is 66 books spread out throughout history different people wrote them by inspiration of the holy spirit but when it comes to the cosmology of the earth you find no contradiction whatsoever all throughout the bible you can go from genesis all the way to revelation you will find no contradiction about the nature of the earth that we live on uh, or about the stars or about the sun or any of those things and you can even look at the book of enoch and it declares these things as well and i think that we have to believe the bible if we don't believe anything else those 0.000056 of men in the world they are not the plumb line of truth and science is not the plumb line of truth in fact we found out that science has been horribly wrong so many times we've seen people die because science said this was the right thing to do we've seen genocide because science said this is the right thing to do we've seen uh people die through uh medical uh procedures because science said this is the right thing to do so we have to start looking at things a little bit differently today if you don't understand this yet this is something you need to really chew on, really meditate on, because I'm telling you right now, unless we are willing to believe what the Scriptures say, then we will never understand fully the truth of the world that we live in. And I think that's important. I know that people are like, well, it doesn't matter if I believe, I believe. Yes, but at the same time, there there is a deception coming, folks, and it's important to recognize that. David, do you got anything? Well, go
1: ahead and read these okay. Scriptures. I mean, I, I just... Um... Yeah, it's amazing. The Bible here is making very clear, straightforward didactic statements that we either believe or we don't.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, nobody can nobody can really look at this stuff and. Give a other than saying that the that the Bible just didn't know what it's talking about or it's using poetry, this is the these arguments I've heard, but when you actually present these verses to people, they have to make up an excuse for it. They can't just take it at face value. Uh, if and we'll They can't it, believe it. No, they can't. <laughs> they, they can't believe the Bible and maintain
1: their belief. That's so, right. So what goes? The Bible.
2: Yeah. And here's a few examples. First Chronicles 1630, fear before him all the earth. And this, these are all about the earth being stable. It says, the world also shall be stable that it be not moved. Now, that's different than what science says. It says we're hurling through space, thousands of miles an hour tilted and flowing around flipping around all through space meteors passing right by us hoping we don't get hit type thing uh psalm 93 1 the lord reigneth he is clothed with majesty the lord is clothed with strength wherewith he hath girded himself the world also is established that it cannot be moved psalm 96 say among the heathen that the lord reigneth the world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof. Psalm 104, 5, through, uh, five 6, and 9. Who laid the foundations of the earth that should not be removed forever? Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. Thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to over the earth. And so all of these verses here point and this is not all of them there's there's literally hundreds of verses that talk about uh the world talk about the world that we live in and i think that it's it's really in order to understand it you got to look at all of them i think I and, I and i really really feel that way but one thing too that a lot of christians use uh is isaiah forty twenty two. 22. <laughs> you, you know as i'm um... A lot of things that Christians use to disprove of the Bible. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Exactly. So Isaiah forty twenty two it says, he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. So the circle of the earth is what almost everybody that I've seen uh, uses. as this. This is, this. That's is That's their go-to verse. That's their go-to verse. Now, I want to show this to you guys because it's certain. My, my son, actually, my oldest son, he's 10, he made this animation for us right here. And I just want to say thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. It helps in kind of understanding what a circle is. And what a ball is right the circle spinning around over here the ball over here this that's what a circle and a ball the word that was used in this in the hebrew here is chug or kug i don't know exactly how to pronounce it but this is strong's h two three and two nine, and and it means circle right so a circle circuit compass now the other word for a ball is actually der and i'm not sure if that's pronounced right either but that means a circle or a ball so there are words for sphere and there's a word for circle and this is important to recognize the circle doesn't necessarily mean a sphere and that's apparent by looking at the pizza and the basketball on that and i i to, so when people tell us those things you know this is something that you, you just got to look at per, with a open mind and say okay well you're right it is a. It does say circle. It doesn't say globe. Did you have anything, David? I see well,
1: in Isaiah twenty-two eighteen, that word "dura" is used. Just a few chapters back in Isaiah, it the word in Isaiah twenty-two and eighteen, he will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right there in Isaiah, within a few chapters, these two words
2: are correctly translated here in our King James Bible yeah and you can find both these words and if you don't believe us look in the strongest concordance look at the greek the greek and hebrew lexicon do whatever you want to look at the hebrew behind it but this is this is a hundred percent fact um i think that if if we are scared to look at the truth of the word then we're gonna be deceived so anyways uh, with that being said david i got a question for you because i know you when one of your flat earth presentations that you did You talked a little bit about planets. So my question to you, is the earth a planet? Well, the Bible nowhere
1: says that the earth is a planet. And in the book of Jude, in the 18th verse, no, excuse me, it's the 13th verse, where it's talking about false teachers, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever that wandering stars is translating the greek word plantes where we get our word planet now in the occult scheme of things they would worship the seven plantes in the host of heaven and they would connect the heavenly bodies with the earthly teachers in other words they were saying these earthly teachers are under the influence of these heavenly powers. Mm-hmm. And in the Kabbalistic writings, they had the the seven plantaes, the seven heavens, and, and on and on and on and on. But there's nothing that's in the Bible that says the earth is a planet. And the argument is, well, look at these other planets. They're round. The earth has to be round, too. Well, it's apples and oranges. There's nothing in Scripture that says the earth is a planet.
2: In fact, I would say that if you if you really get down to the earth that is described in the Bible, it, it there's no way it's possible because from what it what I gather, the the stars and the planets are all within the firmament. Yeah. Therefore they're within the firmament of Earth. So Earth is it's a completely different thing. Then a planet. People are always like, well, if the planets are are globular, then why isn't the earth? Well, they're not the same thing yeah. first off. And we don't know for sure that they are globular. You can zoom in on it and it might look like they're shadows. We don't know what, we don't even know the nature no. of them at no. all. And the Bible says in uh, Joshua 10 that the sun
1: and the moon stood still. You know, they were moving, the earth is stationary. Mm. So like you say, not only does the Bible not say the earth is a planet, but it's impossible if we believe what the Bible says for it to be because
2: it's not moving. Exactly. It's not the same. I mean, you know, in the well, let's say, well, the moon's a a globe. So, uh, wouldn't the earth be a globe too? I mean, that's like saying a a cat has fur. So (laughs) shouldn't a sheep have fur too? You know, that's, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Little Johnny ate. Seven apples, how many seeds would he spit out?
1: You ought to know <laughs> how many seeds he would spit out. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: ridiculous
2: nonsensical
1: circular reasoning.
2: It really is. And so I want to give one more verse here and then we'll kind of open discussion, David, for more biblical talk on this. But I this is one of the verses that struck me the most when I read it about the cosmology of the earth. And it's found in Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 37 and there's more in this chapter that is really interesting but it says this it says thus saith the lord if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath i will also cast all of the seed of israel for all that they have done saith the lord now what does science tell you they they tell you that they've measured the earth they they know they measured the earth they measured the heavens in fact they know that sun's the sun's 93 million miles away even though there's no evidence for it whatsoever. They know that they've sent rovers to Mars. They've sent all these, all of this, these crazy lies. They can't even put colonies on the moon. They can't even get a live camera up on the moon, but they're sending things out to Mars. They're sending things out to wherever, who knows how far. Uh, Elon Musk wants to start sending people out into space, which will probably just die out there, Uh, but they'll get a lot of propaganda for it. You know, there'll be whatever, but people are just going to be shot up in, in the air. That's what they're telling us. But the Bible says that if you search these things out, if you're able to f- measure them, if you're able to find it out, that he's going to cast off all of the seed of Israel for all that they have done. So I take this a little bit seriously, I think, uh, when it comes to this. What about you? I think we should take it. I think we should take the Bible very
1: seriously. The Bible says it can't be measured. They say it can. <laughs> the number six 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 comes up about every third number they they have in their schemes. Yeah. I mean, it's an easy one here. It's really a no brainer. Um,
2: you know they're lying. Yeah, they're I mean, lying. there's so many verses, man. Like one of them, one of them that really stands out to me as well that I don't have up on here is where Joshua and the sun standing still. Right when the sun stands still, is it Joshua? It was Joshua, Joshua Ten. Joshua Ten. Uh, he he asked God to make the Sun stand still now he could have easily said make the earth stop spinning and make it stop so we can have more of a day but he didn't he said the Sun stood still and there's uh, tons of other things like that that it talks about and then Enoch is even more profound where it talks about the gates of the Sun how they rotate around how they how it comes through the gates and that's how the seasons are formed and there's so many different things but the, the idea that the earth is not moved Um, and then the firmament firmament is another important thing to understand. And I know, David, you've done a lot of studies on the firmament and we've done plenty of things to talk about it, but I know that you, you, you have more recently done the studies on the word firmament and what that actually means. And there's so many verses about the firmament that you can gather from to get a context that, uh, is unreal. And we'll
1: just give a, a scripture reference in the book of Job chapter 37. And it says here, Job chapter 37 and verse 18, hast thou with him spread out the sky, which is strong and as a molten looking glass. Now, according to the Bible, the sky is like a molten looking glass. If you would tap on it, it would be solid. Mm. And in the Hebrew, the word rakia, firmament, you can look it up. I have, the last teaching I did, I had about four lexicons, two theological dictionaries of the Old Testament. Every one of them will tell you that the rakia means something that's solid. And I'm the last teaching I did, that people that do not believe in a solid firmament, not only do you not believe what the Bible says in English, you don't believe it in Hebrew, in the Hebrew Masoretic Text, or in the English Translation, because in both We have a solid firmament, and here again, people are presented with a choice, and you can't remain neutral. To remain neutral, you've made a choice. You either believe the Bible, or you believe NASA. That's your choice, and it's an easy one for me, because my goodness, how can we trust those good Freemasons down at NASA? I sure don't.
2: Yeah, because that's really is what it boils down to. It's either you yeah. you trust them, you trust uh, some old uh, Copernicus model, you trust all of these different things, or you trust the Bible. It boils down to those things. And now you can say that oh, okay, I see that the Bible says these things about it, but it's being poetic. It's it's not really describing the earth so much. But I but I ask you to go through, search out firmament in the Bible. Look up everything about the firmament look up everything about the earth, look up every scripture that has to do with the earth, look up everything about our creation and our stars, and you will see a very common theme throughout the entire thing. There's no, there's no denying that. Now people can deny whether or not they believe it, but they can't deny that the common theme is there all throughout. They really can't. And is it not an insult to the God of the
1: Bible who gave us the scriptures, God wrote a book by the way, that just like, take the one example in Joshua 10, when the scripture says the sun and the moon stood still, well, that God just wasn't smart enough to get that right, that, oh no, it wasn't the sun and moon stood still, it was, you know, the earth going out of rotation, whatever crazy explanation they want to come up for, Mm -hmm. is that not just an insult to the God of the Bible? We are never told, uh, just like Jesus said, he said, believe in me, and you'll have eternal life he didn't say interpret me And you'll have eternal life and i think this takes us away from just childlike faith in the word of god Mm. and jesus says unless you're converted to become like a little child you'll no wise enter in we've lost the childlike faith of just believing the bible this is the thing that we need to recapture the trust and belief and faith in in, in the Bible, in the God of the Bible, and his son that he sent to die for our salvation.
2: Yeah, I believe that too, man. That's what's wrong with our world right now. We have so many people that have abandoned the Bible. In fact, you have a lot of theologians nowadays trying to get you to doubt that the Bible is accurate, to to believe that it's been changed, or believe that uh, things have been left out, or believe that it's been corrupted, and this, you didn't have that uh, years back. But really, what the fact is, and at least as far as I'm concerned, it's a fact for me because I believe it 100% based on what's happened in my life, and also based on what I can, I can study. We've studied so much from all kinds of different books, uh, but the Bible still holds the test of all of these things, the test of time, which a lot of these sure other does. books sure don't do that. Mm-hmm. But this one does. And when we when we do that, when we look at it like that. It really does change everything, and and in fact, it it'll change the way you talk to people. It'll change the way you look at things. It'll give you wisdom when you had none. It'll give you uh, evidence of things that has happened in in the past, archaeological evidence that they didn't believe was possible till they found it. And all of a sudden, the Bible talked about it, but nobody else. Like Nineveh, for instance, Uh, Nineveh was thought to be a fake city uh, that the Bible talked about until. Voila! they found it right there's so many things in the bible that have just really taken hold of the world and that's why in other countries you have you burn it that's why it's banned in certain places that's why the catholic church murdered millions of people for trying to translate it that's why now instead of since they can't murder you for trying to translate it anymore since you know it's been broadcasted out everywhere they encourage you not to read it in fact they let you they make you believe that it's not true and unfortunately that's the way that's the world that we live in right now this is and, and you can see it you can see it by oh, the, yeah. the evil that's going on
1: and they'll produce a plethora of apostate bibles translated from apostate texts Yeah. and we know well i'm not even going to go there yeah I, I, i'm not going to go there but i mean the dishonesty um that is there is just beyond measure yeah. it's just disgusting
2: and in my opinion too is if you if if you can look at all of this stuff that we presented tonight and, I, and a lot of people in the chat haven't even watched the show they just come on here and they're just you know they want to trash whatever we're saying they want to call us this and that if you can honestly look at everything that we presented tonight and say i trust nasa 100 percent, then i want i want to meet you because they're they're I want to see what kind of person that is. I, I just don't even, I don't even can't fathom it. You know, I can't fathom that somebody could literally look at this with an open mind and say, this is all bunk. This is all crazy. The Bible doesn't say that. You know, I can't, I can't fathom that being possible. So for me, this conspiracy corner, this conspiracy, for me, there's a big check mark. Last conspiracy corner, big question mark. This one, To me, check mark. What do you think, David? Check mark or question mark? I'll add my
1: check mark to that. And by the way, we we began with the poll at the beginning of the show. How's that poll doing?
2: Okay, so the poll right now, for those of you that are watching that have not voted, we have 1,989 votes. 87% believe that they're at this flat. 13% do not believe they're at this flat. So if you're watching this and you haven't voted, go to the chat, vote right now um and we'll see where the poll ends up but as far as we got right now 87% believe 12, 13% do not so make sure you guys cast your vote on that i really want to see where the outcome comes on that uh because you know this is this world we're living in wants you to believe that nobody believes this they want you to believe that but i think there's a lot of people that actually do believe a lot of people that are skeptical of the moon landing i don't think anybody in their right mind can look at the moon landing objectively and really truly look at it i'm talking about study it and everything like that and say you know this is not possible i don't think that that's that's even on the table uh but also the iss footage the um the biblical evidence the curvature evidence the things that we can actually prove all point to um a confirmed conspiracy theory so we'll see if this number changes we have 2019 votes now 87 percent yes 13 percent no and so uh it's it's pretty mind-blowing but man i know this is for some of you this is horrible to hear this is like you know probably solely your image of us and you cannot believe that we promote it but i but i really want you guys to look at this stuff man it, it is important people think oh you know what what does it matter right who who cares it doesn't even matter. What matters is that Jesus died on the cross. Now you could say that about with any subject. You could say that about your family members dying. What does it matter? Jesus died on the cross. You know, you could say that about you know the the horrible things, civil rights stuff that's going on in the world. That what does that subject matter? It's all about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Uh, what about you know all of the different subjects that we talk about? You could say that about because in, in ultimate um, in the ultimate, yeah, that does ultimately matter, but. All of these other things do matter because they're all a part of the truth they're all a part of a um, they're they're a part of the world that god created you know if we don't even know what we're living on and we don't even know what we're what's capable of happening here you're going to fall for the alien deception you're going to fall for the idea that asteroids come in rather than what the bible says is going to happen with the stars falling from heaven the angels falling falling down and causing, you know, wormwood and all of these different things, you're going to fall for all of that stuff because you don't even have an understanding of what the earth actually is. So look at it. Look at it in the biblical sense if you don't want to look at anything else. Look at it from the Bible. Believe the Bible. Um, if you believe the truth, the truth will set you free. You should, you know, that's that's the concept behind all of this, I think, and, and why it does matter. Yeah, there's one ministry that has set a date for the tribulation based upon
1: an asteroid coming from deep space using NASA's uh, calculations. Well, uh, I don't I don't think I'll go for that one. <laughs> and you know, if the Bible just for instance, the Bible says the sun and the moon stand still. Well, the Bible doesn't mean that it's totally opposite. Yeah. Well, if you have to and I don't know how to get away with that. Well, that's symbolic or whatever. Well, one scripture, okay, that's symbolic, which it isn't, but how about scripture number 10? You've now got to take 10 scriptures and do away with the clear meaning. Well, how about one ten and two We're talking about hundreds of scriptures that you have to say mean totally opposite of what they say. Mm-hmm. Well, if the Bible isn't accurate and trustworthy about the facts of the world we live in, How do we know we can trust it on the things that are said about salvation and eternal life? The Bible is 100% true and trustworthy. It's our inerrant guide. To the truth of all things we can trust the word of God and rejection of these scriptures will open a door in your life that will tend you. That will just you'll never really just believe what the Bible says. Well, maybe that doesn't mean what it says there either. Yeah. So it's a very very important issue of whether we just believe the word of God or not. It's a huge issue,
2: for sure. And if you're just coming into this, telling because I see people in the chat give us the scriptures, and we gave a bunch actually just a few minutes ago. And if you really care about the truth, you're going to go look at them and watch them again. And if you even care about the truth even more you're going to pick up you're going to take that bible and you're going to crack it open and you're going to look in the back you're going to see earth and you're going to find all the places that talks about the earth and you're going to go okay let me read oh it says this here and it's that it's that simple you can you can read all right i'm not going to walk your hands through this if you really want to know you're going to read out for yourself but the problem is a lot of people are so used to sitting there being spoon-fed this little you know agape love agape sloppy we're gonna talk about all these things and we're gonna talk about this one verse and we're gonna make all kinds of emotional ploys until you get we pass out the offering plate you're used to hearing from these professionals about the bible read it yourself quit you know you don't like i don't even care if you ever never listen to me or david again i could care less what i do care about is that you crack open that old bible that thousands of years old bible that you have there that's a word from God and you read it for yourself and you see that's what i care about if you're too lazy to do that then there's there's probably not a lot of hope, a lot of hope for you in understanding this subject it's just probably not going to happen and i'm not trying to bash anybody but i'm i'm just being honest if you are unwilling to take the time to read the word of God and to understand it to try to try to study it then you are going to be deceived every chance you get you're going to be like a little 2-year-old that's walking around with candy and everybody's just taking it from them because they, are too, they don't even understand anything. You're just going to be a naive fool walking through the world if you cannot pick up your Bible and read it. And, and I just encourage that. This is what we always encourage on every show. We encourage that. We don't want you to trust us. We don't want you to trust anybody. We want you to trust the Word of God, and that's our goal and our mission here on this earth that God has given us to do is to get you to pick up your stinking Bible. Now, I shouldn't say stinking. Your <laughs> sweet and beautiful Bible and read it. Pick it up. Pick it up. That's our goal to get you to do that, because if you can do that and if you can see God, God will show you the truth. He says he gives the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. So seek the kingdom of God. Seek it. Just like on the
1: question. Is the earth moving? Tonight, right there in the presentation, there were more than three clear scriptures where the Bible definitely says it's stable. It's not moving. So let everything be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses and if somebody won't believe those scriptures you're not going to believe the others either yeah. and that just shows a mind that's always already made up because uh you know if the clear statements of the word of god won't persuade
2: you you know you can just believe whatever you want to believe whatever you want to believe and and guys with that being said We wanna get you guys to hit the like button. Please hit the like button. There's uh, 2,800 people watching right now. All of you guys hit the like button please because this does change the algorithm. We do this thing called the pounders pound and um, we're gonna pound the like button on the count of three. We're all gonna do it together. There's a thousand likes in there right now. Let's see where we can get it to. Uh, That way it just lets people know this is a video worth watching. Also share this video for a chance to win the print that you see on the thumbnail, which is a beautiful print. Uh, really big, nice print uh, for free. By doing that, you share it on Facebook or Instagram, hashtag Midnight Ride, and we will pick a winner. Uh, You can also get this print, but do that for us. And, David, count us down. Let's do this on the count of three. Now, we want to hit this button so hard that it sends
1: vibrations all over this good old flat earth. (laughs) One,
2: two, three, boom. Boom shakalaka we hit the like button thank you guys so much for hitting that like button subscribe if this is your first time hearing this uh, for those of you that are looking more into this uh, david on fojc radio has done several shows on the subject there's I, I would say to go look up several channels but it's really hard to find these channels there's a few in the chat tonight that are uh into that like Globusters, etc they do a lot of testing uh as far as biblical uh Bible stuff. You have David stuff. You have um, some of the stuff we've done here. Um, I think some of Rob's old uh, stuff on testing the globe is really, you know, that that's all about testing the globe. And you've got uh, other than that, there's uh, I guess D Nodal is one that does the flat. It talks about the flat Earth. Um, just trying to think of different like. And forgive me if I don't mention you guys. It's not that I don't want to mention you. It's just that there's so many different things in my head right now that I can't even bring up some some of these things but so there's there's stuff out there not a whole lot out there anymore it's been swept under the rug but you can do your own research in the bible and that's really the most to me the most important thing if you can you you get it from there then you can you can get anything you have the tools right in front of you just like we do so um also, with the the documentary, the snips that you watch from this documentary, the full documentary can be found on NYSTV.org. So with that being said, David, I, I'm ready to roll this out. What do you what about you? Let God be true,
1: and every man a liar. So until next Saturday night, 10 p.m. Central, high-five and good night, everybody, from the Midnight Ride.
0: and I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast
2: rise up, rise up, rise up.